church. Welcome to our last night of summer refreshment. It was supposed to be last week that we were going to do the last summer refreshment, but I wanted to do the last one. And so uh, being the pastor, I could do that. I can just change things out at a whim. And um, for those of you guys, there's some of you guys who haven't been here for our summertime refreshment. We usually have worship and then a message and then some fellowship back there. Uh, what we're going to do tonight, I, I want to come up here and share what the Lord has laid on my heart. And then we're going to get into some communion um, in the end here and then have some worship at the end. And then hopefully that leads us right into some fellowship in the back back there um, and just be able to hang out. We've encouraged you parents who have kids in the nursery or in the nursery or in the nursery or in in the classrooms back there. Don't pick up your kids until after 830, just like you normally would. So what we're encouraging is fellowship in the back without the kids. And then once uh, 830 rolls around, then we give the teachers a break, pick up your kids, and then they can have whatever leftovers we have back there. Other than that, we want you guys to come and just be refreshed and just have that time of being refreshed, uh, hanging out. Um, But I must say this summertime refreshment that we have had for the last six weeks, now the seventh week, has, has truly, for me, been a time of refreshing, renewing, and reviving. Uh, personally, it, it has just been for me a, a time where I could just rest, where I could just sit and listen, and and listen to some of the other brothers who have been able to come and share, and every one of them um, has been able to share what the Lord has has shared with them as as far as the, the, the aspect of the vision that we've had for this year to be refreshed, renewed, and revived, um, and how the Lord has, has, um, has shown them certain aspects of that. Um, I know that everyone's lives are, are busy, and, um, and we can get quite overwhelming, or it could be quite overwhelming um, with whatever God, uh, life throws at us, and, and we find ourselves oftentimes going, 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 um, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether, whether it's, it's recreational um, stuff that's going on, even in ministry. We, f- we find ourselves, even though it would be our job to be here, but being part of ministry, you can get going, going, going. And, and part of what my heart has been uh, leaning towards in the vision that the Lord gave us is that we truly, every day of our lives, need to be refreshed, renewed, and revived because we're always going. Things are happening constantly. And, and, and you know, some of the things that... that some, I'm going to throw a lot of scripture at you that I threw out back in January when I was sharing this whole thing with you. But I want to end up tonight in, in Ephesians chapter 1. So you can put a bookmark there. We won't get there until a few more minutes. Um, but, but I truly believe that our hearts, our hearts need to be refreshed day by day. They have to be. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden 
is light. Day after day, day in, day out, we, we need to be able to get our hearts in a place where it is refreshed day by day. Our, our strength needs to be renewed moment by moment. Isaiah the prophet proclaimed in Isaiah forty thirty one. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Again, the encouragement is that that we need to be renewed in our strength day by day, moment by moment. Because of all that pulls at us, moment by moment, we need to gain strength from the Lord. And our souls need to be renewed morning by morning. The psalmist said in, in, one, in Psalm 143, 8 through 12, Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you I do trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies. And destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. As I was contemplating what to share as we close up our summertime refreshment here, again, I, 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 touching on the vision for this year to refresh, renew, and revive, again, that our hearts, that our strength, and that our souls would be refreshed, renewed, and revived constantly. And I was reminded of the children of Israel this morning and how they had become weary as they journeyed in the wilderness. I, I, I truly believe a lot of their suffering they brought upon themselves because of their stubbornness, because of their pride, because of the issues that they battled with, that they brought out of Egypt. But I, I was reminded that, that we often do the same thing. We, we're, we're wearied in our lives, and, and a lot of it we bring upon ourselves. Now the children of Israel, again, they were brought out and God was going to do a mighty thing in, in them. But in the midst of them journeying, in the midst of them coming out, Again, the, the, the pressures, everything that was going on in their lives. Again, they, they began to complain because it wasn't going according to what they thought it should go. And they became weary. Day by day, morning by morning, God provided them manna as they cried out for, for sustenance. And so morning by morning, day by day, God provided this manna for them. And it would carry them through moment by moment throughout the day. He gave them enough for that day. They were not to trust in yesterday's manna. 
nor were they to be anxious about tomorrow's manna. God just wanted that day and He would supply everything that they would need for that day. But they had to actively go out and get the manna every day. There was something on their part that they had to do. God provided it all for them. But they actively had to do that. And in that, their hearts, their strength, and their souls were refreshed, renewed, and revived day by day, moment by moment, morning by morning, as they actively did those things. God Himself did that for them. And they didn't deserve any of that. Not with all the complaining that they were doing. <laughs> they, did, they did not deserve not one bit of God's graciousness and goodness. But He provided it for them. They didn't have to go work for it. It would be right outside their door. They didn't have to try to manufacture anything. God would provide everything for them. He provided what they needed for that day. And we're no different than the children of Israel. The way they were in the wilderness. <laughs> Their journey is no different than our journey. Oh yes, it's a different location. It's a different time period altogether. But God has provided all that we have needed. Every day He has provided it. We are expected at his, as His children. We are expected to actively seek God for what we need. And God has been faithful to provide His Word to be our daily bread. Day by day. Moment by moment. It is there for us. And it is His Word that is to dwell in our hearts richly. With the understanding that His mercies are brand new every morning. Another scripture that, that I used back in January as I was sharing with this. Again, just kind of going over some of these again. It's in Psalm 119, verses 41 to 48. It says, Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your word so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. For I, will, I, for I trust in your word. And, I, and take not your word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hand also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love. And I will meditate on your statutes. If, if your heart, if my heart... If we want our hearts refreshed, then we need to read God's Word daily. And it will refresh you every day. 
If, if, if we want our strength renewed, then we need to study His Word faithfully. And it will renew us day by day. And if we want our souls revived, let the Word of God dwell in your heart richly. To where now it just begins to overflow. Now I'm not saying that even if you do all those things, you're never going to have issues, you're never going to have worry, you're never going to have you know, problems and stuff like that. <laughs> but I can guarantee you this, that your heart, your soul, your, your strength and your soul will be refreshed, renewed and revived on a regular basis. It has to be. Because that is the promises that He has given to us. If we do those things continually, consistently, then we will be lifted up. We will be strengthened by His might and His power. Now, we find ourselves in a world that has so much demands upon us. That, that, we all live in that world. That, that, that there's so much that wants, wants us. And if we don't know who we are in Him, in Christ, then the world will take it all away. If we, if we don't realize who we are in Christ on a regular basis, the world just takes it all away and none of us is exempt from any of that. And I, and I know that by saying that, 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 that the world takes it all away, I mean, it's, it, you, you might go, man, Zeke, you're kind of exaggerating here. <laughs> That he takes it all away. It's like, man, I've seen people that, 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 that the demands of this world are so much upon them that they have just given up on, on ever being refreshed, renewed, and revived in the Lord anymore because the world has just captured them all and stolen them away because they, they've succumbed to that. And if we are not constantly understanding who we are in Christ, then again, the, the demands of the world just blind us. Just, just bring us down and bring us to a place of, of, of forgetting who we have been or once were in the Lord. And again, I mean, if, even if you read every day and you, and you did all these things, I'm not saying that demands, they stop. They, all, they are always there and the demands are real. And some of these demands are very necessary for us. Our households, man, they, they demand a lot of us. And yet... That's not a bad thing. Our jobs, it's not a bad thing. But those are demands nonetheless. Recreation, having free time. Again, those are important things. And even ministry. None of those things are bad, but the demands that sometimes come from that, we can get so lost in, even in ministry, that we forget about being strengthened and who we are truly in the Lord. I've seen people just, just so overwhelmed with the demands that they forget of who Christ is in their life. And there has to be this balance that we need to have in our lives that we have to fulfill those demands of household and work and recreation and, 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 and ministry even. And they're very much real. But people end up finding themselves, a lot of times, so much more in the world than they are in Christ. 
And that's a danger. Jesus acknowledged that these demands that the world would have on us is real back in, in, in John chapter 17. Those who were His, He said. And He prayed for those who would be in Him. That the Father would keep them from the evil one, hence the world even. So there has to be this, this balance that we as believers need to find so that we don't find ourselves stale, old, and dead, spiritually speaking, which is the complete opposite of re- refreshed, renewed, and revived. That we find ourselves stale, old, dead, or dying. And that only comes <laughs> from seeking His face daily. A week ago, I was sitting with a friend and we're going over Ephesians chapter 1. And as we were going through, we were just kind of reading it back and forth to each other. And I got to say, man, that 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 chapter just captured me. Again, it's like one of my favorite chapters. But it it just encouraged me and it reminded me of who I am in Christ. And I have to say that it was such a good time. Again, I've already been being refreshed, renewed, and revived throughout this summer, kind of just sitting and listening and being blessed. But just sitting with this brother and kind of going over this chapter, again, it just, it just refreshed my soul, my heart. It renewed my strength and it revived my soul. And so I want to read chapter 1 of Ephesians. I I, I don't want to spend a lot of time in it, but it's really hard not to comment on it. (laughs) But I, I, I just want to read the whole chapter to you. It's such an amazing portion of Scripture, and my heart in reading this to you is that you would be refreshed, renewed, and revived, finding out who you are in Him in Christ, in the Beloved. Verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us to adoption as sons, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to his good pleasure of his will. According to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him you have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made 
known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. That we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love, For all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom, the revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. That are the riches, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above principality and power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who filled, fills all in all. As we look at this chapter, and and again, I can't help but just kind of look at some of the things that he says of who we are in Christ. He he calls us saints, guys. Saints. And and, and a saint is just a saved sinner. That's it. He, he, He says... To those who are in Ephesus, and I, I, I can't help but always when I read, especially Ephesus, Ephesians here, to saints who are in feeling <laughs> to us. Because this is for me, to the saints who are in feeling. Faithful in Christ. That's you and me. He has given us grace and peace. That's what he has given to us. Not only that, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. 
And that just blows my mind that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places are for you and I. Every one of them. Not some of them. He didn't say, and some of the spiritual blessings. All of them. Every spiritual blessing. He has chosen us from the foundation of the world that we should be holy, blameless before Him in love. He has predestinated us. He has adopted us. It is for His good pleasure. He has made us accepted in the Beloved. We are redeemed through His blood, forgiven of our sins, all according to the riches of His grace. He has made known to us all the wisdom, not some, all, wisdom and prudence. He has shown us the mystery of His will. He has given us and we have obtained an inheritance. All for His will. Those who have trusted in Christ to His glory. Those who have heard the word of truth. The gospel of salvation. Those who have believed you are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. And and that is the guarantee of our inheritance. As, as you move over a little bit after he says, man, I just love the fact that you guys love the saints. It says that he has given us the, wis- the spirit of wisdom, the revelation of the knowledge of him, that our eyes, that the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened, that we may know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance, and the exceeding greatness of his power. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That now he sits at the right hand of the Father. That that, that we would understand that he is far above any principality or power or majesty or dominion or any of those things. And that he is the head of the church. Guys, that your hearts would be refreshed with that today. That, that, that your strength would be renewed because of who you are in Christ. And that your soul would be revived in such a powerful way that you never forget who you are in Christ. Oh, that we would glory in all of those things. And when the demands of the world come at us day in and day out, that we would know who we are in Christ. And we, we can stand. And we can be refreshed day in, day out. We can be renewed day in and day out. And we can be revived day in, day out. Because we need that daily. Just like the manna. We need His daily bread every day. I want to invite the worship team to come on up. As as we realize that Jesus, He came for a purpose. So that He would die for our sins. That's what He came for. Nothing else. He, he came so that we can have this amazing relationship with Him. And day by day, He wants to renew, refresh, renew, and revive. And this, this evening, we get to partake in communion. We, we, we get to just spend time at His feet. And I hope and I pray that chapter 1 of Ephesians has encouraged you. That as we spend time just holding the bread... And holding the cup for a little time. 
I, I want to give you the opportunity to, to thank God for that, that, that bread and that cup. I, I don't want to be the only one that prays, but I want to give you the opportunity to pray. And so as the worship team begins, the ushers will come down. We'll begin to, to pass out the bread first and hold on to it. And I'll probably ask one of you guys to start us off in prayer. And we're just going to spend some time with the bread. And I just want you to thank God for the bread. What the Lord lays on your heart. We're just going to pray specifically for that. And then when we come back and we pass out the cup, we're just going to spend some time. And I'll probably, again, ask one of you guys to start off, off in prayer. And when I feel that we're done praying for that, I will close us off in prayer. And we'll continue to worship until these guys are done. And then we're going to go fellowship in the back. And so, ushers, come on up. Or guys, come on up. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just want to glorify you and praise you, Lord. Father, even as we partake in communion, Lord God. Lord, that, that this new covenant that we get to experience, a reminder of your death, Lord, that it is because of your death that you have given us new life, Lord. And Lord, even as we walk through this world and the demands of this world can get us down, I pray that this evening, Lord, we would be refreshed, renewed, and revived with what you have done in our lives, Lord. That tonight, Lord God, would even be a turning point for us, Lord. As individuals and as a church. That we would realize who we are in you. And what you've done for us. That we can experience this and celebrate this, Lord. For your glory. Lord, if there's any who are here tonight. Who feel so unworthy who may feel so far away from you tonight, I pray that right now in the stillness of their hearts, Lord God, they would repent and ask you for forgiveness so that as they take this communion, their hearts would be refreshed, their strength would be renewed, and their souls would be revived once again because of your death, Lord, because we get to remember this. Do that work, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.